That's always good when you start off with a laugh. Science, it's great. Pregnant, a uh, young girl, <laughs> teen, doesn't know how to tell her parents. <laughs> Movie freaks. Edward Furlong's in it, too. I am freaking hopeless. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net guaranteed to make you poop yourself with laughter, or in my case, the stomach flu, all weekend long. I'm Eric Barner. <laughs> and I'm fully recovered Eugene Weaver. <laughs> and I'm officially declaring no more jokes about illness because we've done it the last three pods in a row and it always results in one of us being sick. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes. So no more of that. We're done. Skype mojo or Skype <laughs> Skype karma. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, luckily, I uh, didn't have it uh, th- the throwings up, but uh, yeah, plenty of time with uh, me and Montezuma Yep. So I'm yeah. I'm it's, I'm ready for everybody to be healthy and sick yeah. of living in the house of plague. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Okay. Uh, now normally we I like to say we always have a big show for you. Well, considering uh how much sickness has been going around, it means that much more couch time and that many more movies to review. So it's an extra extra big show, but Since we're doing Top 100, we're also going to throw in a books segment, because we haven't done that in a while, and it's time for an update there. So we might be cutting Recently Watched down. Uh, We'll kind of play it by ear with the clock. Uh, And we're probably not going to get it all in, because I have pages of reviews, but if so, uh, we'll do a big review show next week and uh, just cut the show and tell. Which is an easy cut. Okay, anyway, yeah. let's jump right into the roulette. Last week we had The Hunting Party versus The Spell. Mm-hmm. I'll let you go first. Okay, <clears throat> The Spell. This is another one uh, similar to similar to The Baby. You remember the, uh, yes. the, the roulette movie, The Baby? Mm-hmm. Um, this is similar to that in that there is only a certain amount of people that would remotely appreciate something like The Spell. I am kind of one of them. Uh, because I, I, I love horror movies, especially mo- movies from the 70s. This is barely even a horror movie. This is a after-school... It felt like an after-school special from the 70s. Um, but, however, uh, it's if you like this, the, the Carrie storyline from the, Brian De Palma's Carrie, mm-hmm. and you like 70s, that 70s feel, then it's an easy hour and 15-minute watch. Uh, it... It really follows a very similar story arc, although in Carrie you liked Sissy Spacek in that. In this one, the the main protagonist, you don't remotely like her. I couldn't stand her. I was actually hoping that someone would offer. I I'm like I I can't stand you, even yeah. though you're getting you're getting picked on. I still don't like you. But um, it is interesting. Uh, there is uh, more than one nod. I don't want to say nod because this movie came way after, but the movie The Craft, which I hated, mm-hmm. um, there's actually different parts in this movie that I would guess that the makers of The Craft took from. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting, I guess. Uh, and I probably enjoyed this more than uh, more than The Craft. But for the general for the general public, I would say no for this. This is not a thumbs up. For myself, it's a marginal thumbs up. It was an easy watch. I barely remember it now. Uh, it was just, you know, sounds like a gen- general pass. It was okay, yeah. but nothing. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When it was done, I'm like, oh, I'm glad that that's one that I watched. I always like to find those 
old school 70s obscurities, and that's one of them. So, done. And in fact, what's interesting is there's a very, very, very young... Um, oh, shoot. Now I don't, I, I don't have it pulled up in front of me. Uh, there was an actress that went on to do... Uh, went on to do some... Uh, let me just find it here because it's it's big enough that Helen Hunt. Oh, she yeah, she plays a very young, uh, young teenage girl in the movie. Nice. So I thought that was kind of kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I always like seeing the young versions of the of of more well known actors. Yeah. That's so cool. anyway, yeah. So I don't want to again. I. All right. Not, well, it doesn't sound like a total bust. And no, it was no, not at all. But for me, it was like, oh yeah, that's one that I would have probably watched on my own. But I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. I, even you, I doubt you'd like it. Oh, that uh, was but, a lob, long dart in the dark. Yeah. Just kind of, hey, yes. here's something that I've never heard of. Maybe it's a, yes. maybe it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, and so. speaking of those little known flicks in the dark, uh, 2007, The Hunting Party, over on my side. This is one that while I was watching, I'm going. How have I never heard of this movie? I'm generally in touch with what's going on, uh, you know, what actors are doing, especially bigger known actors. Uh, This is about a young journalist, a seasoned cameraman, and a discredited war correspondent embark on an unauthorized mission to find the number one war criminal in Bosnia. However, their extremely dangerous target decides to come after them. Uh, Yeah, Richard Gere, uh, Terrence Howard, Jesse Eisenberg... um, and this is one where it's like, okay, with those big names, and I've never heard of it, I've never even heard anybody talk about it, it's got to be like total crap, right? It's not. This is a gem in the rough. And Ooh, I don't, nice. I don't, I guess, I guess my review will explain why this probably, it doesn't have the attention that it should get, but at the same time, it deserves to get more attention. Uh, if I was going to classify this in a genre, it would be a new subgenre all its own, which is the war crime comedy. Uh, this was is based on some real true story. Of, oh wow! Of, I... And it's uh, also very funny. There are bits throughout that are just horrifying, where they're dealing with the Bosnia Herzegovina. Uh, sorry for mispronouncing that. Um, conflict from you remember that from a few years back that was so confusing nobody could understand who was fighting for what and yes many war crimes going on in that in that region at that time and these guys are covering it and then they get booted off their job and then they go back to find this one war criminal and again i'd have to research it to say how much is actually true just go just going by what the movie tells me the parts that are true it's crazy man it is crazy but then they slip in these bits of comedy. I mean, it's so weird. They they it's the strangest juxtaposition you've ever seen. They go from these scenes of atrocities and war crimes to the next scene. They kind of are joking about it because you know they're joking because if they don't joke about it, you're gonna freak out. Mm-hmm. It, like it's that kind of situation. And it's it it worked for me. I could see how it would if you had any sort of. Uh, uh, connection to that actual event, you probably would not find one thing remotely funny about the humor bits, but I don't, so, uh, you know, just, yeah. I mean, there are parts where I was like, I can't believe they're joking about some of this stuff, but it was funny, it worked, I don't, I don't know, dude, this is one that you cannot miss, don't let this slip off Netflix without giving it a shot. I will, definitely, um, that's one I'll watch very soon. I will give you a little bit of warning, it's a little too long, it's only, it's like an hour 40, I'd say it's about 10 minutes too long, mm. but... 
And part of that comes with, um, but part of that's unavoidable because um, when you think the movie is ending, you got like another 15 minutes. And there's, you will know it when you see it. There's, and, but okay. also because of the way the story goes, there's no way around that. You have to do it that way. Man, you've got me really, really wanting to watch the movie. And now. I'll tell so, you, borderline think... almost wife movie. It's wow. It, it, for the most part, it's it's like the violence is just uh, like war movie violence. They come upon dead people, and yeah. uh, them talking about what people did during crimes and language. That's where it gets its R. And it's a deserved R, but it's not yeah. like this is a gory nightmare mess. You know what I mean? So, so why are, why are you thinking that it it kind of slipped under the radar because because it, of this war crime comedy thing? Yeah, okay, is gotcha. my guess. But it it like on paper you're like it's offensive almost because <laughs> you're mm-hmm. like war crime comedy that cannot exist. But if you watch the movie in the way that they do it, it functions just fine. That's interesting, huh? I'm th- classify this with things I've never seen. I've never seen a movie like this before. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's the greatest thing ever, but I have no idea how this slipped off the radar. Yeah. It's shot very well. It's written and directed by this guy. And the, uh, it just all worked for me, man. I, What's I, cool, it was it, shocking. This sounds like, would this be in the upper rankings of, all, of the roulettes that uh, I've lobbed your way? Or is it in as, the middle ground? I would say upper as far as completely unheard of. Yeah. being brought in. You know, there are some that I've heard of and wow, that turned out to be a great movie, but Yeah. I and again, I'm not giving this a 10 or anything. I'd maybe go like an 8. But Oh, wow, that's good. Um, it is, but it's it's so hard to describe, dude. You could watch this movie and hate it. I don't know. I just don't know, but yeah. I need somebody else to watch this thing. I will. Oh, I will. Tell me definitely. what you think about it because More it, than likely I'll report next week on uh, on my review because that's one that I'll definitely watch. Good. I, I, I will be so disappointed if this thing slips off Netflix without you getting a chance to watch it. <laughs> if nothing else, it's one of the most unique things that... You, I mean, we talked about that a lot last year with, uh, what was it, Tusk and Lucy. As yeah. just the, the whole feel of it is just generally, I haven't seen anything like this before. Yeah. This is like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I, I, I appreciate that. I really dig that. So Also, cool. check your expectations a little bit because the first 15 minutes... <laughs> I was like, this is so awesome. There's no way this whole movie is this good. It's got to have a total boner of an ending or something. The first 15 minutes leads up to the title sequence, and the movie dips a little bit from there. It's still great and entertaining, but that first 15 minutes was so awesome. Okay. It it dips a hair, and then it's all uphill awesomeness from there until, again, the very tail end where the little long, but that's okay. Gotcha. Anyway, okay, cool. Let's All jump right. into the next round. Okay, so you want me to go? Uh, yeah, since I just okay. I just did that, I'll let you go first. Okay, so uh, your picks are. Uh, I'm going to start with. Uh, I'm on IMDb and I am on Netflix as well. Well, um, uh, pick one and I'll do the other. Let's do it that way. Like if you go IMDb, I'll I'll take Netflix and then we can okay. cover both. Okay. Okay, I'm going to do net or uh, IMDb. Okay. Uh, so the first movie I have for you is one called Beyond. Uh, you can take that right off the list, sir. Okay, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna say something about it. Though. Uh, that's fine. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Beyond is a suspenseful sci-fi journey tracking the turbulent relationship of Cole and Maya as they struggle to survive in a world where the human population has been left decimated after an extraterrestrial attack. Great looking cover, shot in another country that looks like the UK, I believe, or, or yep, Ireland or something. Yep. Okay. Did you see uh, it? Yes, I. Uh, among my recently watched, you can take that as one of the many no scores I'll be issuing today. Okay, uh, good. Because I watched about the first 15 minutes and 
take all my reviews with a grain this week because I've been ill, but, uh, oh boy, it sells itself as, like, this sci-fi thing. It's more of a romantic, a romance movie where the people bicker the whole time. I, and I watched about 20 minutes of it and was so sick of the bickering, I was like, I'm done. I'm, yeah. And it's, you know, they're trying to survive, right, in the beginning, and she's like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Why are you do- that's stupid. Why don't you do that? I'm going with, uh, I don't need all your arguing. Forget it. I'm done. Got it. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yep. Off the list. Okay. Yep. Next up is 2014 movie called Mall. Uh, the lives of five disaffected suburbanites come together at a shopping mall in the wake of one man's shooting spree. But sounds interesting. All right. And we will both be watching that this week, as that was also on your list. Ah, oh, great. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. I hate that. <laughs> okay. So next up is one called Watermark. Uh, let's see here. Interesting cover. I mean, now again with Netflix and IMDb, it's it's. Um, there we go. Okay, this is the documentary. Oh, uh, the documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just a, a documentary about how water shapes humanity. I thought it sounded and looked very, very interesting. I'm like, okay, yes, it looks go. fantastic. Yes, it does. Yep. Next one. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> uh, uh, this one here. I, there's only one reason why I put this on the list. Because we've joked about this director in the past. Uh, and that is Naked After Midnight. Directed by Fred Olin Ray. The oh, director boy. of Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. <laughs> when an exotic dancer is murdered at a CD strip club, her sister goes undercover to find the killer. While working at this club, she realizes that everyone is a suspect and she must work fast to find the killer and get revenge. So, And it stars Richard Grieco, so you know. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he's uh, in it, so that's something. Uh, next up is, uh, I don't think that I've... I, it would be you know, something I, if this was 1985, but unfortunately yes, it's 24. It's a new one, yeah, which means shot on video, and yeah. yeah. Uh, next one is uh, from 2009, a movie called Hunger. And I don't believe I've ever seen this one, and the cover looks interesting. Hunger is a dark exploration into the breakdown of humanity. How far would you go to survive in the most extreme of circumstances? Five strangers awaken to find themselves trapped... In an underground dungeon, they soon realize they are a subject of one man's sadistic experiment to test the depths of humans' wills, uh, human beings' will to survive as the days go on. With no means of escape, their hunger increases as their humanity fades away. Hmm. I, was, I You know, I actually thought about tossing this to you a few times, but I figured you had already seen it. No, I have not hmm. seen that one. Okay. Interesting. Um, so, uh, next up is uh, from 2012, Crawl Space. Uh, Another one I thought you had seen. No, never saw that one. Uh, Special Forces unit sent to infiltrate Pine Gap, Australia's top-secret underground military compound, come under attack from unknown forces. Sounds interesting. Yeah, it does. Hmm. Yeah. And then the the last one, I think think that I've thrown this one your way, but you haven't jumped on it yet. Uh, 2013 uh, Contracted. A young girl contra- contracts what she thinks is a sexually transmitted disease, but it's actually something much worse. Uh, we've both thrown that at each other on separate occasions. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So. Okay, you boy. You know, I'm really tempted to just take the easy way out and go watermark, because I think that's on my queue already, but that's crappy. I, I shouldn't I shouldn't just take the easy route. So <laughs> I will take uh, Crawl Space. Okay. I'll take that one. I'll dive on that grenade. Nice. Okay. Alrighty. Okay, are you ready for yours? I am ready. 
Okay, let's just uh, stay Netflix IMDb the way we are. Uh, first up is from 2014. Is called Life Itself. This is your documentary. Follow okay. Roger Ebert from his school. Is about Roger Ebert. Now this one's oh that uh, one yep. yep like two hours long, but it's all about Roger Ebert. So that's a no brainer in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, I had Mall as well. We got it. Yay! <laughs> I thought, hey, he can watch that one, so I don't have to. <laughs> oh, now we both watch it. Yeah, it worked out good, didn't it? Uh, okay. <laughs> Next up from 2014, Once Upon a Time in Shanghai. Ooh, this is you your... almost that almost got added for you. I kind of wondered if you would, but I was. I, it's amazing I didn't watch it, and I was really tempted this afternoon. But I was like, I already put it on the roulette. I'll just wait. 95 minutes. Your martial arts movie. A young martial arts wizard seeks honest work in Shanghai, becomes entangled in the violent rivalries of a rising gang boss and his enemies. You know. Yeah. So it sounds unlike any kung fu movie that has ever come before it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, this is probably the shakiest one on the list, but you like this stuff, and I gotta throw you a bone. That's from 2013. It's called Lizzie. The brutal 1892 hatchet murders of the infamous Lizzie Borden acquittal come alive when present-day Lizzie Allen moves back into her childhood home. Okay. Uh, short horror movie, 87 minutes. Uh, this one, this next one, looks way too good to be true, and I'm just praying it's not an asylum, and I hope it's amazing, but probably not. Uh, from 2011, Hellgate. Oh, boy. Hellgate. Have not seen it. A man who loses his wife and son in a car accident learns that their souls will be forced to relive their deaths for eternity unless he can help them. Starring Carrie Elwes and William Mm. Hurt. So, that's pretty good. Yeah, it is, actually. So I thought, maybe that's not Asylum. Hopefully. Hopefully not, yeah. uh, Lastly, and I'm just throwing this on lastly, because I'm going to watch this movie. It was just added, but... Again, lastly, because it's so long, it's 2 hours 15, uh, The Pirates from 2014. I believe this is a Korean film. Uh, when a whale swallows the emperor's royal seal before the founding of a new dynasty, pirates and others rush to claim the reward for its return. Uh, looks pretty sweet, action movie, Korean pirates all on sailboats going after some giant whale. Looks pretty badass, but little long for the roulette, so I threw it on just on the tail end. I figured one of these other ones would probably appeal to you more. If not, you got a decent spread. Take your pick. Okay. Um, hmm. Boy, that's that's a definite uh, interesting mix there. Uh, uh, let me just see here. I'm leaning towards um, Once Upon a Time. That one, I think, is a kind of a no-brainer. Especially I know, I at, agree. At 90 minutes, that should be doable i think is this is this a uh a fist of fury uh, is this going to be the same it sounds like the same storyline right they're they're all the same story yeah, <laughs> i have, yeah, they, I have yeah. no idea i know nothing about this movie it just popped up on netflix and it's 2014 so you know if it had been older i probably would have heard something about it but it's brand new so i mm-hmm. i know nothing about it once upon a time in shanghai it is all right. I, it, there's a very good chance I'll be watching that this week as well. Okay. Okie dokie. Well, we're yeah, chugging, I, chugging right along. Yeah. 
Okay. Are you ready to move on to the top 100? I am. Yeah, I am. Oh, yeah, I've got some good stuff here. <laughs> uh, all right. This is the first round of the official top 100 since we got the honorable mentions out of the way. And for most of these uh, that are well-known, I don't want to spend too much time on if, if you know, everybody kind of knows about them. Um, if they are a little bit unique or possibly um, somebody doesn't know what, what it is, let's give a little synopsis and chat about it. Other than that, we should be able to move through this fairly quickly. Um, let's see. Do you want to go first or should I? Oh, you go ahead. Okay. Number 100. Funny Games from 1997. The original, not the remake. Remake is fine as well, but I prefer the original just because it's set in German. Um, uh, original German uh, dialogue that always makes you feel a little bit out of place when you're listening to it in a language that's a little foreign to you. Yeah, uh, it's uncomfortable. Totally unique film. Absolute checklist for every cinephile. It's so bizarre and weird and and awesome and terrifying and it's so many and funny at that times. It's it just covers so many different genres. But uh, I love it and it's it will make you. Comp- one of the most uncomfortable movies you'll ever watch, and I think uh, two people die in the whole thing. One of those yeah. Shining type things. <laughs> anyway, what's yeah, your so, number one? So good. Uh, number one hundred for me is uh, <laughs> J.P. Simon's Pieces. Wow, I'm surprised it's that low to tell you the truth. Well, you know, and it could have gone higher, but again, it's when you get into a hundred movies uh, for people like us that have watched thousands of movies. It, it's just hard to pick, and there's so many good movies. In fact, my my enjoyment level of some of the bottom of this list here are probably way more than some of the top. But I, I it's hard for me to to put them higher. Because I know. It's like, I, you know I, I, can't, I got I put that picture I posted on Facebook today. I got my little yeah. pieces of paper, and I'm moving them around. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, oh, I can't put I can't put pieces higher than Fight Club, or you know, I, it's so. Uh, so yeah, pieces is is number one hundred. It's probably one of my biggest guilty pleasures. Uh, it is everything that encapsulates the eighties slasher movie, but it, it's it's so bizarro. It's uh, it's a train wreck of a film, and that's why it's so good. Is because it's so bizarre. And I've uh, seen just, it once, and I tend to agree with you. Yeah, it's just weird, and I love it. So that's that's number one hundred for me. Alrighty. Uh, number 99 for me, and now uh, we've talked about it before, we get into rewatchability plays a factor. A lot of today's list is got bumped down because of rewatchability. While I think it's a brilliant film, The Last Temptation of Christ from 1988, Martin Scorsese. I love this movie, uh, but how often do you watch it? It's so damn depressing, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I had to bump it down a little bit. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on that. If you haven't seen it, go watch it with an open mind. Yep. Number 99. Okay, number 99 for me is uh, Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof. Um, there's going to be numerous Tarantino movies, obviously, on here. Mm-hmm. But uh, 99 is Death Proof. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. Not his best movie, but it's way up there. Uh, it, it holds up, too, upon every viewing especially the extended version with a couple of the scenes put back in, which I think just add to the fun of that movie. Uh, it's just, it's got everything I like about Quentin Tarantino in it. And so big thumbs up, huge thumbs up. I agree. I would, I would go as far as to say it gets better with repeat viewings. Yeah. Especially if you're familiar with that era, with that seventies era that he's trying to emulate. Yeah. 
Okay, number 98. Uh, Guy Ritchie's Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Still one of the... A, a few comedies snuck its way onto my list. I could not, in uh, with a good conscience, put together a hundred movies and not have a couple of comedies. And this is one of the funniest movies, in my opinion. I quote it all the time. I love this film. And probably my still favorite Guy Ritchie movie. That's all really? there is to say about that. I think so. Yeah, I love it because I've watched it so many times. It's just fantastic. Awesome, cool. Okay, uh, for me, number ninety-eight, and this will probably surprise you, but Hellraiser makes number ninety-eight. Clive Barker's Hellraiser. I, I'm surprised, uh, only in that it's so low. That's the only. Surprise. I know. Oh, me too. <laughs> uh, me too. But again, looking through the list, I'm like, I just, I don't know where else to put some of these, and I it's know. like, I have to put it somewhere, and it's, it's all right. Be top- no apologies, my friend. Yeah. No apologies. Yeah, so, but Hellraiser is, for those that don't know, that's one of the best horror movies, not only of the 80s, but one of the best horror movies I think that's ever been made. And the fact that that movie was, came out in the 80s when the MPAA was cracking down so hard and how rough that movie is, I'm still surprised and shocked at the amount of gory violence in that movie when uh, big, big movies that open wide, uh, I mean, Friday the 13th movies got just butchered by the MPAA, and this thing here somehow got through mostly unscathed. I'm surprised. That's unbelievable. So, yeah. <laughs> Great movie. Still holds up very well. Okay, number 97, and the first one that Eugene's probably going to reach through the computer and slap me on. Uh, from 2009, The Box. Oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I know that uh, I'm... Not many people agree with me on this one, but we do have our cult following, and we are growing. Uh, It seems like every time I bring this movie up online, I have a few people that give it a second chance and go, why did I hate this movie the first time? Because this is brilliant. And I said it before, and I'll say it again. In 20 years, this will be considered a masterpiece of science fiction. Many people... uh, Dislike 2001 when it first came out. It is now heralded as one of the greatest sci-fi films of all time. Not putting it there, but I'm just saying sometimes these movies take uh, years to get their foothold. And you know what? I was sketchy on it the first time until I watched it the second time. And I was like, man, all the answers are there. This movie is not confusing. Uh, the first time it very much was, but the second time I was like, man, after I thought about it, it's all there on the screen. And Eventually, you'll give that one a second try. But that yeah. I've watched it uh, three or four times now, and it's brilliant. I love this film. That's okay. all I'm going to say right. about it. <laughs> yep, and, and I that's one that I fully plan to give another rewatch. I've only seen it one time in the theaters, so uh, sometime that will get a rewatch. Good. Yeah. Okay, so for me, number 97 is Hannibal. Uh, and this was, in my opinion, this is, I think, the uh, my personal favorite of the Hannibal Lecter movies. I know that most people like Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs is great. Uh, but for me, and th- that's, Silence of the Lambs is not in my top 100. For some reason, Hannibal uh, gets everything right. I like the fact that it's a, it is a horror movie, but there's some extremely sinister black comedy in it. And uh, Gary Oldman is disgustingly great in it. Uh, I just, everything about it, I thought was extremely well done. Ridley Scott hit a home run in that. And that's one I watched with you in the theater, and we both were like, eh. And uh, then Apollo, no, we both hated it the first time we saw it. <laughs> but there but were I've reasons behind that. We had a bad theater crowd, and the yep. air conditioning was broke, and it was hotter than hell, and three hour, two and a half hours long. And yep. Anyway. But yeah, watching that movie again, man, that's a, 
that's a solid flick. I, that's I one you know, that... it took me a while to come around on it, uh, much to your nagging, and uh, <laughs> I, I got to tend to agree with you. You're, and as far as with Silence of the Lambs, I'd, you're splitting hairs. They're both great. Uh, um, yeah, they are. Yeah. Can't really argue with you there. Okay. okay back to you. Number 96. From 1996. From Dusk Till Dawn. Mm. Now, we both absolutely love this movie, but we both got to admit, there are some parts of this movie that make it kind of a B-movie. And this is like one of the great B-movies. It's yeah. fantastic. I love the film, but and its infinite rewatchability is what got it into the top 100. Yeah. Because there are better movies out there. That's all I'm going to say about it. On to you. Yeah. Uh, for me, number 96 is a movie that I literally just got done watching again right before we uh, we started the, the show, and that is Hammer's Horror of Dracula from 1959, starring Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. It is one of the best uh, Hammer movies ever made and one of the best vampire movies ever made. And this is what got the, one of the originals that got Hammer on the map, and it still, all these years, still holds up as a great piece of cinema. It's creepy, uh, for, for 1959, it's surprisingly graphic, and uh, I love the movie. The soundtrack, as soon as you hear the movie, you won't be able to get that the tune that is played throughout the movie out of your head. It's stuck in my head right now, actually. <laughs> and it's, it's great. Uh, there's a reason why Christopher Lee is who he is, and it's movies like this that cemented him as an icon in filmmaking. Right. I completely so, agree. I'd love to see it. Fantastic movie. Okay, number 95, well, I didn't plan this, but number 95 is also from 1995, and that is my favorite old-school James Bond movie of all time, GoldenEye. Uh, mm. This was after the break from Timothy Dalton. There was a pretty sizable gap between there and uh, when Pierce Brosnan was brought on board, and he came in, and they really wanted to reinvent Bond, and they completely did. Uh, it, I know if you go back and watch it now, it's not like the greatest... You might not think it's the greatest Bond movie ever, but in context of the time period, it was totally different because he was uh, getting sexist jokes thrown at him from Money Penny. That was unheard of. I mean, it was like yeah. they they flipped everything about Bond kind of on its head and did everything tongue in cheek within the tongue in cheek. But there was also the big booming da 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 and yep. the humor and and the action was top notch. And over the top, and it totally kicked ass. And every other Pierce Brosnan movie after that sucked. <laughs> Bad. Pretty pretty uh, <laughs> horrible. But that moment, that movie, that movie kicks. It's still, I go back and watch it, and it is, it's my favorite old school Bond movie. I love it. Because it, it is the best of the old school um and I, I don't I I just love it. Don't get me wrong. The the new ones are obviously the cream of the yeah. crop, but that's a yeah. completely different bond that is unrelated to the previous stuff. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's it. Back to you. Da-da-da-da. Oh, please number. be going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number ninety five is. Uh, oh, I wish I'd have the director's name in front of me, uh, but I'm just going to say the movie, and that's Kill List. Um. And I believe that you've watched this ben movie. Ben Wheatley? Ben Wheatley, that's it, yes. Uh, which I still want to see, Down Terrace. I heard that that's a great movie. Uh, I haven't uh, seen that one, but Sightseers is on Netflix, and it's in my queue. I'm going to watch that soon. That's what I've heard, but I've heard some people like it. I don't know, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Kill List is, uh, is I think, a more modern take on Wicker Man, kind of, sort of. 
it is brutal and uh, it's to me it's a devastating movie. It's so harsh and the ending is so harsh and I don't want to spoil it uh, but I just I loved that it was this is one of those where I consider it to be a even though I just can I just said that it reminded me of Wicker Man it's still a very unique type movie that you don't see stuff like that just every day anymore in movies uh, a couple hitmen are out uh, doing what they do and there's a, a much bigger thing going on behind the scenes of what these two hitmen are, are up to and it is Man, oh, the I, first time you the I, first time you see that movie, it's it's you just want to take a shower when you're done. I agree, I agree, and I I, I get your connection with Wicker Man on the religious cult kind of angle, yeah. um, and I'm not spoiling anything, uh, because what's going on behind the scenes of this movie is indecipherable until you watch it. It has to tell you, but that there is that moment where at the crest of the third act, where the guy is looking across the water and the face turns and looks kind of at you and the camera whatever and yeah. that just i get it sends shivers down your spine and then all bloody hell breaks loose uh yep fantastic i i agree it's a great movie yeah okay number 94 from 1989 and my pick of the series at least so far because rumor is they're making another one indiana jones and the last crusade now, mm. it is brutally hard to pick a favorite Indiana Jones film of the first three, obviously. And if I had to pick, it would be brutally hard to pick between Last Crusade and Temple of Doom. And I know a lot of people go, Raiders is the best! You know, as I've said before, great movie. Until you get to that damn dumb ending. Other than that, <laughs> I'm completely on board. Uh, anyway, not gonna... S- everybody's seen that. Okay, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me break uh, down the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, next up for me is... Uh, let me just type this in here real quick. Okay. Uh, next up for me is number 94, Black Sunday, Mario Bava. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Uh, and this one here, uh, this one almost could have been an honorable mention, um, but uh, I, I love the movie. I love Barbara Steele in the movie. Uh, it, this is Mario Bava. I think was a genius, and this pre predated so many other movies that came after it that were similar in style. But Mario Bava was the originator of the slasher movie, of the Jalo movie, of the go- of the gothic uh, horror type thing. And Black Sunday still holds up to me as a a classic piece of black and white European horror. Great movie. I agree, and you've seen a lot more of them than I have, uh, so my agreeance doesn't stand for a whole lot. Real quick, Rabbit Trail. What do you think about the relation between Bava and Hammer? Did Who flew in, influenced who? Uh, did he ever do anything with Hammer? No, he never did anything with Hammer, but uh, I, I believe that Mario Bava, Mario Bava did. He was... He is what I consider to be the godfather of the horror movie. I mean, he uh, they, his I mean, stuff was older than... Yes. Hammer. Okay. Yeah, he was doing stuff before Hammer was. Now, it was almost at the same time, but it was almost like there was the UK and then there was the Italians. Yeah. And it's like uh, so much was going on in both of those, you know, over in Europe. And then we were kind of late to the game with the horror movie, but Night of the Living Dead is where that that changed the landscape. Now yeah. all of a sudden, now we started to get into the American horror, and then when Exorcist came out. It was basically then all of the rest of the world were chasing after 
the Americans. The bar at that was point. set. Yeah, the bar was set. Yeah. So, but back in the day, man, Black Sunday and everything. I have yet to watch one Mario Bava movie that I'm like that was terrible. There are some that are like. Eh, but I'm like I I respect what they were doing, what he did in that movie because so much came after that movie that that was improved upon. But Black Sunday is I I think still it's hard to emulate that great old school gothic feel, especially something that's in black and white. And I'm just like, I totally oh, I, I totally know what you mean. I really do. You you need to watch the original House on Haunted Hill. Have you seen that yet? I have never seen that. You that's should watch Vincent that. Price. Vincent Price. Yeah, yeah you should watch. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's good good flick. Even though it's cool. so dated, but those old black and whites, I love those. Something about ones. I know something about them. It's same with uh, Vincent just... Price on the uh, Last Man on Earth. Uh, the, oh, I want to I want to watch that one too. I caught that out at Ned and Greg's when they had the um, Turner Classic Movies in HD. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable how much that thing cleaned up. It, it was wow. phenomenal. Anyway, total nice. derail. Uh, That's okay. Yeah, number ninety three. From 1975, and I'll, I'm not going to spend any time on this movie. If this movie isn't in your top 100 list, you're wrong. Yeah. Monty Python Jaws? and the Holy Grail. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jaws. Oh, we'll but get there. Some, yeah. <laughs> Holy Grail. Oh, there you Monty go. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> Over to you. Okay. Uh, for me, number 93 is Xavier Gann's Frontiers. Mm. Also known as the French Chainsaw Massacre yeah. to me. That's, that's yep. uh, It's nothing overly original, but everything about it works for me. Uh, as a huge horror fan, that was one of the better horror movies, I think, of the last ten years. Agreed. Uh, it, 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 if you've seen any of the Chainsaw Massacre-type knockoffs, that's probably the best one. Uh, and, and Neo-Nazis... In France, there you go. I guess if you like that, go for it. But it, it is truly a, a very well made movie, uh, and it gets under your skin, and it's, I, I love it. And I think that's one that I recommended to you, and you watched, and you're like, yeah, that was good. <laughs> uh, it's awesome. I actually yeah. blind bought that DVD based on your recommendation because I got it so cheap. And my favorite thing about that is you're right to make the Texas Chainsaw comparison. But my favorite thing about it is about two thirds of the way through, it almost becomes an action movie. And and it oh, gives, I know it, it does. I know reprieve from the icky horribleness that you know, like Texas Chainsaw, you barely get a reprieve, and it's the last five yeah. seconds. But this yeah. one, you get you get. Best table saw ever. Okay. Oh, that was great. Yes. <laughs> Number 92. Once again from 92. I got some subconscious thing going on here. Uh, now, I remember seeing this movie, I believe, on my 13th birthday. My dad took me and my buddy, uh, Josh Ruth, to go to the, uh, down to the theater to see it. I'm sure this ticket stub is in my box and we'll come up on Theater Ticket Lottery. <laughs> and I've loved this movie ever since. It is completely... Um, doesn't get enough credit as being one of the great uh, action thriller, PG-13 action thrillers of the Mm. last 20 years, Uh, and that is Sneakers. Oh, wow, huh. I, this is a 10 for me. I love every single frame of this film. I've watched it dozens of times. There is not one thing to add or remove from it. Robert Redford, Dan Aykroyd, River Phoenix... The list goes on and on. Sidney Poitier, it's a brilliant film, and it works on every level. And it is prophetic, because this was before 92. This was before big internet computer takeaway. You know what I'm saying? And they predicted a lot of stuff. Uh, Wonderful little 
kind of cameo role by Donal Log as a uh, he's big on Gotham right now uh, as a math Russian math whiz. It's hilarious. It, it's just the perfect movie that that carries action, adventure, comedy, thriller. It's brilliant. I love it. Awesome. Uh, okay, so for me, uh, number ninety-two is one of the. And just like you said, this is what. I, there's not many comedies on my list. Mm-hmm. I probably have maybe a few more than you do, but I mean, it's a handful. And number ninety-two is Revenge of the Nerds. Oh wow! Uh, I'm surprised. Uh, nice. Oh, I I love Revenge of the Nerds. I've I grew up watching Revenge of the Nerds. In fact, I watched Revenge of the Nerds so many times on taped VHS off of network television. That I didn't know what the real Revenge of the Nerds was like until uh, Video Connection in Millersburg. And I'm like, okay, I, I want to watch the, the real version. And I'm like, this is so much better. And it's so <laughs> raunchy. And it's, it's just one of those, to me, the, one of the perfect comedies. To where, I, yes, it's dated, but that's part of its charm is that it's from 1984. And so it's got the cheesy music and it's got, it's just, it's great. Uh, I, I, I laugh till I cry every single time. So, big uh, thumbs up. Well, as somebody who was picked on a hell of a lot in high school, I really loved it until that ending where everybody's like, yeah, we're all nerds. And I'm like, that would never happen. Never. No, no. <laughs> all the nerds but, hey, get gang beat up by all, all the yeah. jocks. <laughs> yeah. But hey, we are the champions, you know, queens. Yeah, and, yeah there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's fine. Okay. Uh, and last entry... Uh, for this month, number 91, from 1981, The Evil Dead. Oh, the original. That's yep. that's the one that I'm picking from all of the series, the original. It It is groundbreaking. It jarred me to no end. I still remember vividly the first watch at your house on VHS on a <laughs> 25-inch TV, I believe. Uh, and in your bedroom, and then having to drive home, and just haul in the fog. It was a heavy fog night. Oh my god! At like one or two in the morning, whew, that was crazy. Yep. Uh, I remember that. I remember. Yeah, I remember it vividly. <laughs> you were you were not used to horror movies. No, I'd um, seen maybe three. <laughs> yeah. So I, it was, I, as we say here in Ohio with uh, Cedar Point, you rode the Magnum first. Everything yes. else is uh, below level after that. Yeah. I remember, I remember vividly that okay, Evil Dead was the first one, and then I got you back the next time, and we you, we got through half of uh, Blood Sucking Freaks, and oh, then you I left. Hated it. Oh, I hated that movie. <laughs> I was uh, like, oh, yeah. this is not. This is terrible. There's no story. It's just gore and meh. Yep. <laughs> okay, so uh, number ninety-one. So this is it. Then we're done with the top one hundred yep. for the. Number 91 for me, and actually, I'm not going to lie, I just made a quick switch because the, the one that I was going to read, I'm like, wait a minute, no, that's not right. And so I did a real quick uh, switch, so what was 91 is now changed. Uh, so now number 91 is David Toy's Below. Nice. Yep. Um, and there's I, that uh, panic where I go, did I put that in? Where is that? That's going to be in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got to tell you, that's one. The more I watch, the more I like. Uh, the first I saw that with you in the theater. Yep, yep I remember. Uh, and uh, I'm like, that was a great movie. But th- th- it wasn't until home video to where I really started to just love that movie. Every single thing about the movie I loved, uh, and it it it's a fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it, you you need to watch that movie. It's fantastic. Well, and that plot takes a couple of viewings to. Uh digest 
to really yes. like sneakers to digest all of the elements. I, I remember about uh, years after I, mean, I was 13 the first time I watched it, so give me a little bit of a break, you know. But you watch a movie like that years later and you go, I've always liked this movie, but I'm just now realized that I never understood the movie. Now I understand it. Like, wow, yeah. that was awesome. Um, yeah. That now I understood every plot element. Same, it's the same with Below. It took me for, uh, I, again, I saw it with you. I believe that was a triple M. <laughs> oh, it could have been. Yeah, it could have been. <laughs> I, I seem to recall it was. I, mean, I believe we were both like, yeah, that was good. You know, we were expecting more horror, but we were like, oh, that was pretty good. That's There's right, yeah. One of, Still one of my favorite sub submarine moments ever, when that depth charge is bouncing along the hull. Oh, that was so good. But the best part so. about it is it, that's real intense, but then when it goes off, they do this real quick cut inside the 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 sub and every as the sub is blasted down everybody hits the ceiling it's it's a two second scene but it's brilliant because i never thought about that that's true that would set that off and everybody would hit the ceiling and it's yeah brilliant i love it i yeah. agree great I, movie i can i consider that to be one of the better uh i can there's a lot of movies out there that i consider to be like feature length twilight zone type movies and yes. and below to me is like the ultimate Twilight Zone movie. It's not full-on horror, but it's just a something about it's, it. It works on every level. The acting was great. It, it's a fantastic movie. And you're never quite sure, was yeah. it this or was it that, which is the best yep. part, and you will never, ever listen to that Benny Goodman track again without thinking of Below. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. Good times. Beautiful. We wrap that up in very good time. Let's move on to our book slash reading update, whatever you want to call it. After, uh, I'll go ahead and go first. After, sure. it only took a year, but I finally finished up Robert Heinlein's Stranger in a Strange Land. As the cover says, one of the greatest sci-fi novels ever written. I I mean, yeah, it's, it's a definitely a very great book. Uh, it's a checklist. Everyone should have to give it a read. I can't believe somebody hasn't tried to make this into a movie yet. It's it's a very unique story. Uh, it's very impossible to explain. You, you just kind of have to read it. Um, I was a little concerned with the uh, how they were going to wrap everything up because uh, I got to where I'm flipping through the book and there's like 20 pages left. And I'm like, there is way more left to wrap up than 20 pages can possibly do. And they did bring it to an abrupt end. I, I was a little disappointed with that. But overall, I would say that it was a very good book, and I would love to see, um, oh, shit, what's his name? Uh, Peter Dinklage play the role of uh, Dr. Jubal Herschel, one of the mouthiest characters I've ever seen in a book. It was fantastic. It's basically very similar to um, Dinklage's role in Game of Thrones, I guess, but in a futuristic setting with way more money and power and just... it would be perfect to see him in that role. The whole time I'm reading the book, I could only see him saying this stuff. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I loved it. And that made it all the better. So if you're ever going to give that a shot, keep that in mind. Okay, um, cool. Now, uh, with that, I have moved... At, also, the reason it took me a year to get through one novel. Uh, my kid just turned one. Hmm. Any coincidence, <laughs> I wonder. Yeah. That's why it took me a year. I used to get a lot more reading done when I was single. But... Uh, that's the way it is with kids. You just have a lot less time for everything. And I know a everything. lot of people, I know we complain about having time for stuff and then, oh, let's go to Recently Watch while I read off the 12 things I watched this week. 
So I'm sure people are like, well, you got all this time, you're watching all these movies, why don't you just read a book? Because I'd be unconscious in two seconds on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes after a, you know, 50-hour, 60-hour week, you just want to chill on the couch for a minute and let your brain float. Uh, anyway, so my next book, um, I wanted to go with something a little lighter. That one was like six to 700 pages, I think. I, I could be wrong. I'd have to check. But it was a thicker on the thicker side. And I got a bunch of novels that... Uh, a little more in the 250 range, which is what I love for novels when they're like 300 pages. That's perfect for me. I love that because I can whip through those real quick. Um, I, I actually was going to bring three and let you pick my next one. I couldn't wait okay. that long. I couldn't wait that long. Sorry, I started the next one. Um, okay. And one of the reasons I picked this up was because of Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman bought the rights to this book and was talking about it on... Star Talk with Neil deGrasse Tyson as his favorite sci-fi novel of all time. I happened to find it in a thrift store for like 50 cents. Uh, the hardcover version from 1972. It's an Arthur C. Clarke novel. If you'll know him, he wrote 2001, 2010. 2061 was also on the list, Odyssey 3. I have yep. the hardcover of that. Um, it's called Rendezvous with Rama. And he is currently working on getting this made into an actual feature film. I'm going to read the synopsis here. It's a little long, but bear with it. Um, I've got to see where it starts here. Mankind's first encounter with a, a visitor from unimaginably remote deep space. Uh, a new celestial body appears in the outer reaches of our solar system in 2130. Believed to be an asteroid, then named Rama by Earthlings, soon proves to be a natural object. It is a vast cylinder, about 31 miles long, 12 and a half miles across, and a mass of at least 10 trillion tons that is moving steadily closer to the sun. The 5,000-ton spaceship Endeavor lands on Rama, and when Commander Bill Norton and his crew make their way into its hollow interior, they find a whole self-contained world a world that has been cruising through space for at least 200,000 years, and perhaps for more than a million. They have, at most, three weeks to explore Rama. A dead world as it seems at first, though not without its perils, and with intensifying perils when it proves to be, in its own astonishing way, very much alive. Yet in the end, it is Homo sapiens who possess the greatest menace, and whose exploits bring a continually absorbing narrative to its highest pitch of excitement. And this, this book has uh, at least two sequels, uh, so I am really looking forward to diving on this. And I, a nice thing about Clark is that his chapters are short, so I'm, <laughs> I'm 15 pages in, and that's like seven chapters. <laughs> nice. But think about it in the way of 2001, um, just the movie, that is. Yeah. It has a section with the apes, and then cut, and now we're so many years in the, in the future and then you know we find the thing out by jupiter and then cut we're on our way there no dicking around with building up to we need to build a, a plan to get us out there and the book move this book moves in the same kind of writing style which is great it's like there's a thing out there fast forward automatic the next chapter automatically starts a year in, uh, in the future and we're on our way it's yeah so breakneck speed i really like that awesome that's my book update. On okay. to you, sir. Where are um, you at? Uh, I am right now half about halfway through Hearts uh, Hearts in Atlantis, which 
I uh, I was hesitant to read this King book for the longest time, just thinking, uh, it looks kind of boring and drama-ish. And I just got done reading um, Robert McCammon's Swan Song, which is his version of, I don't want to con- compare McCammon's uh, End of the World book to Stephen King's The Stand, but it is similar in that it's a thousand-page epic end-of-the-world novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, McCammon's is certainly a different monster than King's The Stand. But any, anyway, uh, McCammon's Swan Song is one of the best books I've ever read. Top ten book uh, for me. Hearts in Atlantis, which is what I'm reading right now, is uh, also a fantastic book. I, it's actually broke off into... Have you read the book or not? Uh, I haven't read the book, but I've seen the film. I, I really enjoy the movie. Okay. So this book is actually broke up into certain... It's almost like a, a short story type book. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I thought it was just like one long book. Well, no. I just got done reading the actual... The story that the movie is based on. Now... And I'm only ha- not even halfway done with the book. Now it's going on to other stories. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. And the, and the other stories still have the characters from the origin, from the first story intertwined with it as they're growing older. Are the other but stories a, told from a different character's perspective then? Yes. Oh, okay. Yep. I see. Yeah. Nice. And years years later. Yeah. So, um, and also from what I've been hearing, I have not seen the movie, but uh, the book heavily, at least the, the first story that has heavily influenced with King's Dark Tower series, like extremely uh, ties in with the Dark Tower, whereas the movie jettisons all of that for government agents. And whereas the book... Uh, it actually is Dark Tower denizens after Anthony Hopkins' character, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the book, it, it I couldn't put it down. It was I'm like, what, what's going to happen? What next? 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 <laughs> that's a good. That's a good King book. Yeah. Um, uh, most of his books are like that. Well, not most of them. I would say seventy percent of King's books are like, what? Whoa, let's go! Come on! Come on! Come on! And then there's the there, there's the good books. But this one here is so far in the upper upper crust. Very good. Cool. So. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, but Swan Song is um, from Robert McCammon. Those are the two most recent. Swan Song is uh, it. Unfortunately, it it uh, it continually is in Stephen King's The Stand shadow, uh, and it's not as good as that. But it is uh, it is a truly fantastic piece of literature. I've it's it's amazing, especially something that's that long and that engrossing and deals with the end of the world and what comes next. It's it's quite something. So big thumbs up. Cool. So. Okay, well, unless you have anything else to add to our books update, we will move on to a probably going to be abbreviated uh, yeah. <clears throat> recently watched. We'll, we'll keep, we got about 15 more minutes. We'll be, we can get some stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And I would like to get some stuff in there. Let me run through a couple Netflix ones real quick that all received no score because I didn't finish any of them. Uh, Nova, Secrets of the Sun, little short documentary thing, boring, forget it, skip. Uh, Oasis of the Zombies, horrible. Skip. Ah. Yeah, go ahead and skip that one. It looks like a VHS that you threw through a window, took a crap on, and then threw it on Netflix while you weren't paying attention to the transfer. I, it, it's horrible. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, next up, Quest for Fire. Uh, big old no score on that one as well, because oh. uh, take the opening of 2001 with the apes, do it worse, and make it lots of loud grunting and horrible and uh, why is it that with uh, the Cro-Magnon Neanderthal movie, like that kind of stuff, it's always raining and dark and depressing? Did these guys never have a sunny day? Is it always dark <laughs> and miserable, and somebody's trying to eat their flesh? And 
eh, I, nah. I don't need to watch a whole movie of that. I was bored by 15, 20 minutes and quit. And so would you, I would guess. Okay. <laughs> you can save your time on that one. And I would have added Good. Beyond. Lots of, if you want to hear a fresh couple bickering, go ahead. And mm-hmm. one floating sci- uh, special effects spaceship far off in the distance isn't enough to keep me involved. Gotcha. <laughs> I'll give you a round, then we'll come back to okay. maybe something good. Okay. Um, I'm going to hit on uh, just to get this out of the way because we've been you've been asking me about this. I'm going to talk about the nun real quick. Uh, so after your your thoughts on this, I went and got the German Blu-ray import of it for dirt cheap on Amazon, uh, you, uh, Amazon Germany, and watched it uh, earlier today. And uh, it's pretty much everything that you said, I agree with. It wasn't great, but it was certainly not bad. I enjoyed the whole way through. I'm like, oh, this is cool. It was actually, I was uh, expecting more of a slasher movie, and it's not that at all. It's actually more of a ghost story. Yeah. Um, High production values, very high production values. It looked great. Mm -hmm. The acting was, uh, honestly, my two biggest gripes were it was a little bit too long. Which I said. And the, <laughs> yep, and, and there was two side characters, uh, this this black-haired girl and her boyfriend, that I wanted to die the entire way through. I'm like, you guys suck. Served no purpose. Uh, yep. No purpose, yeah. The lead actress, she was good. The, her, her love interest guy, whatever, he was fine. Mm. The whole story about the nun, I liked that. But those two side characters, and I'm like, you, you could have got rid of them, which would have shortened it about 10, 15 minutes. Good horror movie, but it, for what it was, it was perfectly fine horror movie. Yep, yep. I so, picked yeah. that up for a couple of bucks. I, I even yeah. even me, I, I enjoyed it. I was surprised. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, I'm glad so, to hear that. That's good. Yeah. Now, I'll quick. I want to hit on um, on. Having said that, I'm well. Shoot, <laughs> I guess it's a couple. So I got the Roger Corman Sword and Sorcery four pack, <laughs> uh, and I watched all four of them. Oh my! I don't want to hit on. I don't want to hit on. Well, I could hit on all four, but. Um, Barbarian Queen, Deathstalker two or Deathstalker one and two, and dude, um, don't don't the, rush anything. We can do a huge review show. I want to hear about all of these. So because so. they're so freaking good. Okay, um, well, okay. If, I'll, I'm going to save those uh, then. Save those. Just get, we'll do quick hits this this round, okay. and we'll we'll catch up on the reviews next round because I got a ton of crap okay. that I want to talk about too. Okay, because those uh, are those we can delve into. We'll, way we'll more. dive into those. I, I got a couple okay. I want to talk about here that are important for you to know about this week. Okay, okay, go for it. So next up would be Animal. Did you see this pop up on Netflix? No, Animal. Yeah, the movie is called Animal, and it has a very asylum-y looking cover. But maybe I... it's something. Yeah. No. You didn't see it? No, I have no... Uh-uh. no oh, I assumed I it was no coming idea. my way, so I dived on the grenade before you could pull the pin. <laughs> oh, no, I have no... I, nope. Yeah, I watched it today. Um, kind of a creature feature. bunch of teenage kids go into the woods, and then they get attacked by some animal. You could fill in all the blanks of the Mad Lib of that is this creature feature, okay? If I tell you there's five kids going into the woods, you could probably tell me every single one of them. Uh, we got the jock, we got the slutty one, uh, we got the a quiet boy. All These are all white boys, all white kids. Uh, we got the mm-hmm. one black kid and then the gay kid. So we're, we got all our oh, bases covered. Got, got all your spread there. Yep, yep, got it. Going into the woods and then they, you know... It get they get lost and it gets dark and then they're running from a creature and then they get all very fairly predictable. But it's shot pretty well. I was I was shocked. It, it's shot pretty well and 
it was fairly entertaining for that kind of creature feature. The best I could come up with is it's kind of a poor man's cross between Dog Soldiers and Feast. If you remember those two movies, kind of, yes. this is the bastard child of those two films and slightly lesser done, but that's premium Eugene material. Yeah. You okay. could do far worse than watching this movie. I'm telling you, go ahead and add okay. it. Give her a watch. You'll like it. There's, okay. there's, there's some good gore in there and uh, a couple of twisty turns here and there. I didn't think this would happen. I thought that would happen. It didn't. You know, a little surprised who survived and who didn't, and you know, but you could do far worse than that. I figured I'd give you a heads up. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I'm looking Go at ahead. it right now on Netflix. Yep, yep I'll add that one. Go That's ahead. added. Give that one a try. It, it's it's fine. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> got it. Okay. I got, and then I have. Uh, let me check here. I got one more that I got to touch on this episode, and then I'll be done. So, if you have one or two more, go ahead. Yeah, I've got. One, I've got like. I've got a ton, but I, I'd rather save them for when we have Just give me the ones you've time. got to get out. Okay. Uh, let me hit on Extro real quick. <laughs> yes, please do. Just because I uh, I gave this one another chance, because uh, you had you had watched it and you were like, you, really, you, you should check that out. And I'm like, I saw it a long time ago, and it was good, I think, kind of. Um, but you, you were, were pretty like, no, meh on that movie. Yeah. Uh, it's not meh. That's badass. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it's so it's 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 in the same universe as Pieces is, where it's just kind of batshit crazy, and things happen that you're like, what? Why? And this is an alien invasion or an alien <laughs> abduction movie, and you're still like, what? But there was what? so much emotion in that scene where the midget was riding a, a unicycle and guarding the yes. eggs and the green goo in the tub out of nowhere. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And, you know, you have to give credit for the lady giving birth to a full-sized human male. I mean, there's that. Uh, no, this movie is is just insane. Uh, it's, uh, it's so gross, and it's so low-budget 80s that you can't help but, well, I say you can't help but like it, because most people would probably hate it, but I loved it. I was like, oh, yeah, now, okay. Now this one needs a Blu-ray release. Now. Yes, it does. Like now. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I, I kind of echo what you said, but only uh, with that review facing towards you, because I was, like, appalled that you didn't love this movie. <laughs> yeah, I know, because upon rewatching, and I think the first time I saw it was probably on, on VHS, uh, and here, I probably watched it, it was probably a VHS dupe of it, or whatever, I don't know, but uh, that was great. That was... Uh, this, the kid was not a very good actor, which was fine. I actually liked that. I, sometimes I almost like when it's like, you know what you're getting into, and you're like, the acting's not that good. But I'm like, I don't expect the acting to be good in this type of thing. Uh, and that it, was... A, that it was, was a total late-night drive-in type movie. Yes. And it was perfect for that. I watched it on YouTube on my computer. The horrible yeah, VHS rip, and it was perfect. Yep. Oh. Good times. <laughs> Okay. I will say though that the effects in the movie are for what this movie is. The effects are actually are really good. They are. I agree. Yeah. 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 Better than better than the weirdness of the movie. You're like you're expecting Plan Nine from Outer Space type effects, but the effects, I'm like that's that's actually pretty good. Yeah. Pretty well done. So, anyway. Definitely. Everybody, go check that one out. It's available on YouTube. Yep. Not stick figures, but uh, the full movies are. You're good. Yes, okay. yeah, of course. Uh, and uh, last for me is one that's been on my queue for a while now. I've even, I think I might have even thrown it on the roulette for you at a time or two. 
Um, and I'm actually moving it from Netflix blind list to Netflix have seen list because you are going to watch this movie and mm. soon. And that is Stephen Chow's Journey to the West. Journey to the West, huh? Uh, you he, added that? He made Shaolin Soccer. And oh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He made Kung Fu Hustle. And he made Journey to the West. And I finally was like, I gotta watch this movie. I gotta get it off my list. This is this movie was fantastic, dude. I mean, this was this was this would have made my top ten of the year it came out. You gotta you, wow. you gotta watch this movie. And if and it's a little longer, it's like a little two hours, maybe a little plus. But you gotta watch this and you gotta hang with it because at about the halfway mark, there is a blood related scene that is so funny. I was howling. And I was like, Eugene would be on the floor, rolling around, <laughs> crying, spraying pop out of his nose if he would watch this. <laughs> it is so funny and weird and bloody. I say bloody, not quite gory, but definitely bloody. Um, it, it, it's almost impossible to categorize this film. I believe, I'm just going off my memory from oh, so long ago, but um, Journey to the West is one of the oldest stories from history as I know it one of the oldest written fiction stories uh, demon hunters and uh, these guys going and fighting these gods and it's so bizarre you can't even explain it but it is so damn funny and action packed and the CGI for the most part throughout the movie is fairly dodgy as, as Shaolin Soccer, Kung Fu Hustle it is in those movies but it's so funny you just kind of go with it and then in the third act they were kind of saving their budget for that, I think, because the the CGI in the third act was was better, in my opinion. Um, but you're talking giant, giant animals and just crazy gods fighting each other. It's insane, dude. But it's so funny. You have got to watch this movie, awesome. and you have I to will. do it before it leaves Netflix. I'm telling you, you will regret it. If and you might even be like, oh, it's a little slow. Hang with it. You have to hang with this movie all the way through. It's great. Okay. It doesn't hit that second act ultra slow thing. It's just kind of teetering slow all the way through, um, which is much more bearable than that second act speed bump that a lot of these movies hit. I know. It doesn't have that. And there's more than enough blood and jokes in there to keep you in all the way through. I'm telling you, within the first half hour, you'll be totally hooked. And at that point, you can't stop till you get through that hour, that halfway mark. When you see the blood joke, you will know what I'm talking about, and you will die. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, it's added. I just I, actually I we rewound about, that I, I, thing three times at that part because I was weeping. I was awesome. weeping at that blood joke. Oh, that's great. Okay, that's added to the list. And nice. Uh, that's going to be it for me. I, I'm going to save everything else for. Uh, for next time, uh, yeah. it, and I, I actually, I actually am too. I, I mean, everything that I have, I want to delve more, more into. And I, we are we all got time for one more. Time. We're only like at an hour five, so if you want to do one more, we're good to go. And then we'll wrap it up. Okay, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll get one more in here. Um, I'm going to talk about. Um, did I talk last week about Fury? R- refresh my memory. No, you did, did not. Okay, so this will this will be a good one to wrap up with because I did talk about it on my show. So we don't. I won't spend much time on it. Okay, so. So the last movie I'm going to hit on real quick is a movie called Fury. And this is the Brad Pitt tank movie from, I believe his name is David Iyer. 
Ayer, Ayer, just please, Whatever. for the love of God, give me some hope for Suicide Squad. Please, because I don't like this guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, and I don't blame you. Um, yes, this movie, it, it, I gave it three stars. Um, and and what's here's what's unfortunate about it is because the first half of the movie, uh, I'm like, this is a solid four-star movie. And it was good. I'm like, I'm, I, I'm liking the characters. And then... All of a sudden, it comes to a screeching halt midway point with um, with inner turmoil with the guys in the tank, uh, and then what there there's a, a couple German girls are involved, and and it goes on for far too long, and uh, and then it, and then it picks up, and then we get a, we get a huge action sequence, a long, well shot action sequence in the end. That is nothing like the beginning. It's it's now we're in Michael Bay territory. So in the beginning, it's Saving Private Ryan, and then it's slow as molasses, character building, and then Michael Bay, and and the Michael Bay stuff. It's fine. It's like it's this is a good action thing, but it doesn't work with what came before. I'm like, what? So this so doesn't... like all his other movies, he still has not found his tempo. He 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 no. just swaps in between no. scenes like crazy. Yeah. Ugh. And it's like, why wouldn't you just... Okay, if you're going to go Michael Bay on it, that's fine. Uh, go Michael Bay on it, but don't have what came before it, and then all of a sudden this weird doesn't make sense, like over-the-top action when we just saw Private Ryan first half that was really good and working very well. I was... Man, I was on board. I'm like, this is this is a solid movie. And then it just... So, eh, you know, it. I liked it. It... it um, other than the middle section, I didn't much care for, but the beginning and the end were really good. It was just it was two separate movies to me. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of his other movies. I mean, End of Watch, I think, is the best thing he's made, and that ending was still shite. And the the what is it? The one that everybody loves to death with Denzel Washington. Uh, um, I I'm King Kong on this. Movie. Uh, what what was Training it? Day? Training, Training day, day. Yes. Which is just in. Insanely overrated. It's a good movie, but it's like, come on, Oscars, dude, no, no. Yeah. And and how he how he got his way into a into Suicide Squad, except for that, that it's a suicide mission on its own. Because why are you adapting that book? God only knows. But yeah. Uh, whatever. <laughs> that's fine. I'll yeah. see it. I just oh man, I'm very. I don't under who. How did he get that job? I just don't get it. What, I know. What has he made that's been like? Maybe they just couldn't get anybody else to direct the damn thing. Well, it's, it's kind of like Brett Ratner. I'm like, what, what, this guy keeps getting jobs. I'm like, he's not making good movies yet. Pe- people are throwing millions of dollars at him. Oh, Why? I speaking of which, uh, Brett Ratner rumor of the week. You ready for this? Oh, oh, don't blame the messenger. Uh, <clears throat> trying to get Enter the Dragon remade. <laughs> but that's just the farthest reaching of rumor. I've heard no real basis in, uh, from any reliable source on that. But when I did Good hear it, Lord. it was like, do I send the uh, Assassin Squad ninjas now, or do I wait until it's confirmed? Or <laughs> oh, man. Ouch. Uh, anyway, yeah. that's my, my little nightmare into hell. Okay, let's wrap up this episode. <laughs> As always, you can get a hold of us at Movie Freaks Pod 
at yahoo.com. Please visit our friends Cinema Sidekicks and Cinema Soft Underbelly on iTunes, and you can find us on Facebook at Movie Freaks Pod. Uh, that's going to wrap it up. We've covered a billion movies and one. I'm Eric Marner. I'm Eugene Weaver. And we'll see you next time.